It's the Radio Free Toad Pig uh, Tonight Show. I'm your host, Donovan, and over here is your other host, uh, Arthur. How you yeah. doing, Arthur? Oh, man, I gotta say that I am such a sidekick right now. Ah, that's, great. One, that's great. I'm over here behind my desk, and you're over there in a chair that's like a little too close to the edge of the camera. It always made me... I didn't like that. It always it puts the sidekick in the corner, and I didn't appreciate that. Hey, but we're going full steam ahead with this, because uh, here comes the monologue. Uh, hey, you know, Arthur, you know about Mike Huckabee, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. Fucking Mike Huckabee. I got this. Uh, what if his name was uh, Mike Fuckabee? Like, uh, that guy fucks bees. <laughs> I'll tell you what, dude. Bonk, Mike bonk. Huckabee's, Mike Fuckabee's, his dick is going to be uh, so sore after he's doing that, because the bee's going to sting him, Arthur. The bee's going to sting him in the dick. Just a quick note here. I said Letterman every time I said the name of a late-night host. Uh, at least half of the time I meant Leno. Maybe you can pick it up with context clues. <laughs> All right, the band's playing and stuff. skiba dee ba okay. I was kind of doing like a Kevin break. Eubanks thing to uh, to your Letterman. Is that his sidekick in the show? Yeah, because he never Letterman never had a guy who sat at the desk. He always uh, just fucked around with his band leader, a lot like Letterman. Uh, uh, but Kevin Eubanks would hit with like he'd do like like bass riffs and shit. Oh yeah, I gotta get a drum set or something, or just plug <laughs> the bass in the computer and then at just you know completely appropriate intervals I could start dropping that in. I yeah. dig it. That's a brilliant idea. <laughs> this was very good. I'm glad. Yeah. I'm glad you tried tried I, it. I paid. I painted the picture. Uh, all right, we're getting picked up on NBC uh, at the end of the month because it went so well. I just heard word. <laughs> well, that's the end of the Tonight Show segment. Now it's regular radio free tote bag. Pretty quick and, turnaround uh, over at NBC. You figure they'd be a little more flooded with with late night programming, but yeah, yeah, they just liked us. Uh, they liked they liked us so much. Also, uh, I, I'm put off. Not put off. I like that you compared me to Letterman, but I, I realize as we're talking about this, I don't actually know who. Uh, I've never seen that show. Oh man, you really missed out, dude. Letterman was a fucking institution. Is it something you can watch reruns of, or is that weird? Not that. Well, they do have some like classic bits. Like there was one, like how many Spider Mans can you fit at a? I can't remember what restaurant. But like they got just like a whole bunch of dudes in Spider Man costumes and like filled a restaurant with them. So that was funny. And oh, yeah. uh, he had a recurring bit where he would um I can't remember the fucking dude's name, but they there was like a deli owner down the street and they would just go in and like fucking like talk to him. And it was always amazing. I don't know. They just they had great shit on that show. All right, and the fact that it's off the air is uh, is good then because we can start stealing those bits. Uh, yeah, because we're headed down to the tally counter right now. Yeah, here we go. Can I get a sandwich? All right, thank you. I'm out. Time to answer some questions. <laughs> How do I? 19M. Gently tell my family to fuck off because I don't have a GF yet. So Christmas is coming. So the family members are. So Christmas is coming. So the family members are. Basically, everyone in my family met at a pretty young age, and I think they expect the same from me, to meet love very soon. So at family gatherings ever since I was 14 comes the awkward situation where, especially my uncle 45M, roughly, former jock and asshole, they ask me if I am in a relationship. Well, the answer has always been no, 
mainly because I've never been comfortable sharing anything personal with my family and never had a relationship long enough to tell them. And they always react like I'm some kind of alien and I need to move my ass and go out to get one. I suck at creating romantic relationships and I want to take my time. How do I tell them to fuck off because that ain't their business? TLDR family bothering me because I don't have a GF yet. Never told them when I had one. Because relationships didn't last long enough to bother, how do I tell them to fuck off? And that was posted by Eating Chorizo, who, uh, not a great speller or a sentence writer, but uh, true. We're, here, we're here to support them. A syntactical nightmare. So, man, this is where that fake Canadian girlfriend comes real handy. You just tell them, I got, yeah, I got a girlfriend. She lives in Manitoba, and we met on the internet. Yeah, she's up in the maple syrup factory. Mm-hmm. She doesn't get out a lot, and you know it's it's very hard work, especially during the holidays. A lot of people want that want that syrup. So, uh, but true. maybe she'll make it next year. Yeah, maybe she'll make an effort. Uh, damn, how do you tell your family to fuck off other than just telling them to fuck off? Uh, I think that- I think you get a bunch of options, and it kind of depends on. It depends on how much fallout you're willing to deal with or like you expect there to be. Because you could straight up be like, this bothers me when you ask this. Stop asking me about this. I'll tell you when I have a girlfriend. And maybe they're the types who will take that all right. And, you know, that'll be the end of it. But the fact that they keep doing this, you know, your uncle's being a dick to you about it. I don't know. I get the sense they're not going to respect your wishes on that. Not at all. I read his type. Like when when he says uncle around 45 former jock and asshole i'm like oh no oh, oh yeah no. as rcr called it it's uncle uncle pool tab <laughs> oh what are you, you fucking gay you ain't got a girlfriend oh when i was 12 i was neck deep in the in the pink <laughs> that's my impression of the uncle I yeah but that that's in the motherfucking pink that that dude's not gonna respect you telling the fuck off like and possibly he's just gonna con- fuck with you more because this dude is basically just an uh, an old oversized bully, you know. If he's mm-hmm. fucked with your nineteen year old ass, uh, but I don't know if you th- if you think maybe the majority of your family would respect that, try that option. Uh, I don't think the I don't think the making something up is necessarily a bad idea, um, but that does invite. God fucking damn it, sirens, dude. <laughs> So I don't necessarily think the the making something like a story up a fake girlfriend is a bad idea, uh, like redirecting it in some way and then shutting down the conversation from there. But that's definitely going to invite more questions from them, given that they're asking you this every goddamn damn time they see you. They're definitely going to dig in about this person. So that, I don't know. That's a, that's a potential worry from that. You know, it, it, if you can deflect that enough, then that's one way of getting getting them off your back. But uh, yeah, I don't know. Fucking Aunt Sally might be coming in there with a million questions about her, and you're like, "What, what are you gonna? You're gonna come up with all these dates you've been on? You know, when you went up to the maple syrup factory to visit her? I just, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm not sure you can keep up that charade. No, no, it's, it's a bandage. It's not gonna fix it. Uh, I think if you tell your drunkle that you're gay. <laughs> Yeah, then you can then you can scare him away from you. Because he's not he's not going to be interested in hearing about that based on what I know of him. Nah, dude. Because from from his perspective, even hearing about that can probably turn him gay, and That's he's right. just going to be running spooked. Yeah. yeah. 
Um, I think I think my last one, and somebody mentioned in the comments, would be just fucking joke about this. Just start saying some absurd stuff and fucking with them. Because at a certain point, if you keep doing that, uh, they're going to stop asking about this shit. Yeah. Like, that's more or less just an indirect route to telling them you don't want to talk about it. Because if they've continued, you know, to do this and not respect your wishes... Well, then it, I just feed them a bunch of fucking garbage until they until they stop. Uh, but I, again, I think it just depends on your on your family here. But regardless, just don't I don't know. Don't let this get you down too much. This is shit that families do. Yeah. Uh, when I was in college and I was single, my grandma had Alzheimer's around that time, and she would ask me multiple times when I would see her if I was dating everybody. And I understood, and it was sweet, and I was always like, no, no, you know, I'm dating around and stuff. In the back of my head, I was like, God damn it, Grandma. Like, you're reminding me that I'm single every 30 minutes. Uh, You know, I'm the real victim here, Arthur. That's what I'm trying to get across. (laughs) (laughs) Alzheimer's ain't shit. What about heartbreak, Arthur? What about heartbroken Donovan in college? Oh, God. uh, Sounds like me around Halloween. Oh, yeah. Alzheimer's doesn't have anything on my heartbreak. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> okay no uh no return to hell in this episode <laughs> i don't know you, you got anything else on this i, I think it just comes down no. to find your way to tell them to stop and you know have, have a stiff upper lip about this yeah and i think, I think it's even, one of those things you might just have to endure yeah i almost certainly you're gonna keep getting asked it but kind of the less you engage with it the less you get upset about it the the, the moral right this is gonna be Sure. Um, but I can tell your family to fuck off. Yeah. Hey, fuck off, family. Fuck off, family. All right. Got him. <laughs> All right. How about uh, how about we, we head over uh, to this one here? What do you say? Holy crap, that was creaky, but yes, let's do it. Did you like that? No. No, it's not. Like <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yesterday, my father was in the kitchen cooking. I usually be in the living room where the kitchen is connected since I don't have a bedroom. Weird. However, I went inside my mother's room where her and my sisters were and spent time with them. Father called me into the kitchen and asked me, Are you gay? I said, (laughs) No, why? He said, You never come to the basement to chill with the guys. You're always upstairs with the women. I said nothing else. This isn't the first time he did this. Another time when I was spending time with my mother and sisters, my father peeped into the room and asked me, what are you doing in here with all this women? I thought I taught you better than that. I prefer to spend time with them because that's who I'm closer with and more comfortable around. I get the feeling that my father is afraid that I'm gay, which I'm not, or too effeminate, which he doesn't challenge, interestingly. Um, Just because a guy likes to hang out with girls doesn't make him gay. I think my dad needs to open his mind and leave me alone. I wanted to see what you guys think of this. What do you think about my father's behavior? TLDR. Father gets disgruntled that I prefer to spend time with my female relatives as opposed to my male relatives. Pulled me into the kitchen yesterday uh, after spending time with my mom and sisters to ask me if I'm gay. I said no, (laughs) because I'm not gay. He said, I had to ask because you're always around women. You never come in the basement to chill with the guys. And I prefer, I just prefer to spend time with them because I'm closer and more comfortable around them. I think my dad needs to open his mind and leave me alone. What do you guys think? And that was posted by Equal House. Hey, Equal House. Speaking of equal, the fact that you put TLDR on a block of text that is equal to the <laughs> length of the question and contains sentences that have the same wording as the question does yeah. not make it a TLDR. It's not a TLDR. 
But we, we I knew you had to you. say something. I, I had to, dude. I was looking through that. And I was like, this is literally the same wording in a couple places. But you know, we, we forgive you because this situation sucks. And it has to be rough to be around this at home. You I know, tell you. Your dad yeah. who should be supportive. And instead he's, you know, just one, being a fucking misogynist asshole. And two, uh, regardless of your sexuality or any of that, the fact that this is the way he would be approaching that or that his reasoning is because, you know, you don't like sitting downstairs watching sports with them. Fuck that. That's, that's just rude, dated, crappy garbage. I'm uh, a, I'm of a totally different mind from your, from your father. I think the guy who spends all his time with women is usually neck deep in pussy. No, for real. That that dude is going to be doing, you know, if if they're straight, that dude is going to be doing much better with women as opposed to, you know, guys like your fucking dad. You yeah. Know, oh, what are you doing in there with all the women? Like uh, with on that fucking fake ass machismo bullshit. Nobody yeah. nobody likes that. Nobody fucking likes spending that. time with women. What are you gay? <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's. I always thought that was so fucking stupid. No, it is. I remember that, you know, being a thing as a kid, too. You know. Yeah, I hung out with, um, like, girls on the playground. I played girl games. Yeah. Um, turns out I'm bisexual, but... <laughs> but only halfway there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Also, you had a girlfriend in kindergarten, so... I did. Yeah, that mixes it up a bit. <laughs> I, this is tough because you're 16, though. And yep. it's going to be tough to confront your dad, who just sounds like a big old jackass and probably not likely to be changing in his ways. It's going to be tough to do that when you're living at home and, you know, you're, you're not a legal adult yet. Um, I want to say make an attempt to talk to him and tell him why this bothered you. And, I, you know, you're up there. You're not that into sports. Like, whatever. It's just who I am. It doesn't mean I'm gay and you shouldn't be asking these things regardless. But I think that's a little too idealistic in my head. I, I don't know, man. I don't think he's going to react well to that. Because, again, this guy just sounds like a jackass. I get what do you that. think? Do you think, do you think weather that just kind of weather this out? Or do you think say anything? I think you got to challenge it. Uh, I think you come to it with that, uh, with the, exactly the perspective that I put on it. So, so spending time with women makes me gay. Uh, it didn't. Isn't being gay spending more time with men <laughs> intimately, you know, like, uh, so, or you could challenge like, like you were saying about how you know, sports is not my fucking thing. Uh, I do not prefer. Ooh, here's, Oh God, here's the saying. Here's one. Here's what you fucking do. Oh, okay. Oh boy. I prefer the company of women. That doesn't make me gay at all. <laughs> That makes you gay. <laughs> exactly. That makes you gay. <laughs> yeah. Watch his, watch oh, his man. fucking beer-stained head spin around at that. Just, just start fucking turning it around on him. How Dude. come you never spend time with the guys? What are you, gay? Instead, hit him with, oh, hanging out with the guys again, huh? <laughs> what, are, what, are you guys, what are you guys doing down there? Uh, gay things? <laughs> you, guys doing, you guys down there doing gay shit? Yeah, yeah. You turn that around long enough too, and maybe your dad becomes gay, and uh, mm-hmm. then maybe and then you got a cool gay dad. Understanding. Yeah, there we go. You replace fucking. This is probably the uncle from the other question too. You replace him with a uh, cool gay dad. And, yep. Uh, everybody loves cool gay dad. My dad's a little gay. Uh, it's real fun uh, listening to him watch Project Runway. 
like listening to him like is he yelling stuff like uh oh like, yeah you know, fucking sports yeah tim oh, gunn is, tim is not gonna like that <laughs> that fucking rules yeah it's really I, great I he painted it. his living room purple he has like a total purple motif in his living room it's very very zhuzhy well, there you go dude yeah turn turn your dad into uh into kind of gay dad and uh mm-hmm. that'll be great that sounds like a much a much better situation yeah i dig it also uh you know, I don't know what the situation with your mom is, too. Maybe, you know, you're closer to her, potentially. You, you know, you could also bring this up with her. Tell her what happened. Tell her this bothers you. And, I, I mean, I have no idea what their relationship is. But having one parent on your side, and maybe she can talk to him about it, that, that might help. It could make it worse. You know, I don't know what the, the situation here is. But, I don't know. Having another parental fa- figure or a sibling having your back with this might might help, too. True. Seek the support of the very ladies that you spend time hanging out with. Yeah. And keep hanging out with them. Cause I assure you that's making you a much cooler, better person than uh, hanging down in the basement with your, uh, your fucking dad. True. Do that. All right. Uh, good luck out there. Cause, uh, that sucks. And no fucking 16 year old should be subjected to that shit. God. Nope. Well, out of uh, out of the shitty uncles and dads uh, territory, we're now uh, we're now taking a little bit of a different path, a back road maybe. <laughs> because this question, well, it comes as a title first. First time eating ass tips. I may be eating my GF's ass in the near future, which I have never done before. Very uncharted territory for me. She's had it done before a few years ago, so I don't need tips for cleaning or nothing of that nature. Just what to expect from me, and how do I make it good for her as far as eating it, so that I can enjoy it too when the time comes. And that was posted by Marcus Sweetwater, 21. Are you familiar with the slogan for Reese's Peanut Butter Cups from a few years ago? (laughs) There's no wrong way to eat it. There's no wrong way to eat a Reese's, my guy. You just, yeah. you just fucking get, just mount your face in the middle of her ass cheeks and go to town. You get down there like you're eating a Twinkie, but you really don't like the uh, the cake part of the Twinkie. You just like that filling, and you got to get that so, filling you, out. So you're you're looking for depth. You're a depth man. <laughs> I'm telling him more to. Remove the filling with his mouth, so to speak. <laughs> yeah, that's what it's all about, partner. See, I'm not a depth guy when it comes to eating ass. That that feels like you're looking for trouble. No, I'm. I'm yeah, I'm, I'm. I'm fucking with you. That is horrible sure, advice. Sure, please, sure, sure, please sure. don't suck on your girlfriend's asshole. Uh, maybe lightly. Uh, right, right. As far as far as tips goes, though, I, I think you're right, Arthur. I don't know. There's a lot of different things you can do. It's more or less going to be the same sensation. You're just you're just stimulating the beehole. I, I think you just ask her though. Just ask her. You know, hey, you know, we're going to try this. Uh, what do you kind of like? You know, what do you what do you want me to do down there? Yeah. And uh, I'm sure she'll give you some tips. Maybe her tips are just going to be you know just fucking go for it. Because as mm-hmm. I said, and as you said, Arthur, I don't I don't think there's really any way you could fuck this up short of, you know sucking uh trying to suck the the filling out <laughs> sure or, uh you know probably don't involve any teeth in there I don't no it's not good. a tooth zone yeah you're not literally eating though you could you, you know take a quick left or a right and bite a cheek that could be hot 
Yeah, you could. Go ahead, go I, ahead and bite a cheek. I've been that guy. I'm a cheek biter. <laughs> Old cheek biting Arthur. That's what, yep. they, uh, that's <laughs> that's what they, they call me. Call yeah. Uh, I, and somebody in the comments says, too, and this phrasing fucking killed me. You're not going to be eating it, per se. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do you, do you think anybody has been uh, in an analingus situation and they've heard that nomenclature, they've heard eating it, and they've just been like, oh, all right, here we go. And, you know, they just started chomping away. I feel just, like one person has to have fucked up after hearing what it's called. Back there like fucking McGruff taking a bite out of crime. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, man, okay, so here here's an actual piece of advice I can give you. Uh, don't be timid about it. Cause then you're just gonna be tickling, and that's not what everybody wants. You know, you gotta you gotta survey the territory, and you gotta fucking dive in. <laughs> my oh, dear, my dear. Oh, fuck, your idiot is he's here is the hormone monster. Oh no. Yeah, I can he's give been, you some advice been, on eating ass. He's been summoned by the uh, by the ass eating. <laughs> I feel that though. Don't don't be tickly about it. Use some force with your tongue. But just Nick Krull! Nick Krull, please. Season three, bring me on. You can pay me and come, I swear to God. <laughs> the official currency of Toadland. <laughs> but yeah, use a little more forceful tongue. Don't be tickling too much. This is gonna be weird. But again, just communicate with your partner. It's the same thing with uh it's the same thing with eating pussy. Figure out what your partner likes, talk to him if you need to, and uh you know, there's nothing wrong with that. Check in with them. I think they'll appreciate that. Absolutely. And that, that goes for the whole gamut of, uh, of sexual interaction that you can do. Uh, being in communication with your partner is not only a good idea for technique, it's also kind of hot. Like It is. I always find it like real hot whenever you're able to frankly discuss specifics. I find that real hot. I find a good time for that, too, is after you have sex, you know, you're laying there and just kind of bring some of it up. Like, yeah, so what, you know, so what are you into? Or like, hey, that was I liked when you did such and such. Start that conversation. I think that's a good time because you're both naked. You're vulnerable. You know, you just did this. So it's not like this is coming up over fucking dinner or something. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's a little fresher in your mind to reference like specific things. I think that I think that's very helpful. Exactly. And, uh, you're probably going to uh, appreciate it. Yeah. We was getting out of some shit. And uh, we get done. We're laying there in the afterglow, and she asked me, so what was your favorite part? <laughs> I like, I'm like that. I'm like, that's really hot. Yeah. No, that's good. But, yeah, f- find that way to start that conversation after having sex, and I think it's good. Yeah, but yeah. with new things, too, you know, maybe maybe bring it up for future things. And, uh, yeah, just get your partner's input. It'll go all right. <laughs> Weaponized Vaginas says, there are no tips, really. You'll know what to do. It's pretty fantastic. <laughs> There you go, Marcus Sweetwater. Uh, you enjoy eating that ass. Love it. Well, Good how about plan. this flirty sister? How about this flirty sister? Me, 21F, and my sister, 19F. My sister won't stop flirting with every man when she's drunk. Hi. Hello. Hello. My sister just turned 18 and started going out with drinking with me. And my friends, UK. There is one hugely embarrassing problem. Whenever she drinks and there's a man within a 10-mile radius, he will flirt with them. Doesn't matter if they're married, single, gay, have a girlfriend, or whatever. 
she will literally say directly to their face that she thinks they're hot and it is so embarrassing she will keep on flirting with them even after they're visibly uncomfortable even after their so is literally next to them i don't know if she thinks it's all a big joke or not a big deal because she's still a teenager and she's drunk but i hate having to keep apologizing to people when she leaves the room I notice people starting to avoid her, and I feel bad for her, but also annoyed because she just doesn't seem to care how creepy she's being. We're going out again this weekend for someone's birthday, and there will be a lot of men there. I just want to be able to have an adult conversation with people without her making it horribly awkward by acting so desperate and making everyone uncomfortable. How do I make her stop, frowny face? TLDR, my sister, flirts with every man she sees. It's making me not want to go out with her. I just want to have a nice night out without her being a creep. How do I make her stop? And that was posted by Pancake Person. All right, Pancake Person. You remember your first time drinking, and I, th- mm-hmm. I think this is going to be the case here. Uh, this is my first... first time right now. Oh, uh, yeah? First ever? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember when I had my first beer, Arthur. <laughs> Classic terrible joke. Uh, but no, a lot of people when they're first drinking, there is that amount of excitement with it, and you don't have your, uh, uh, what, what, what are you calling on a boat? Your sea legs. You don't have your booze yeah, legs. Yeah, yeah. And so you're just not used to it. Everything's new and exciting, and you're not really self-aware. And that's why there's the whole trope of, you know, just kind of drunk and obnoxious high schoolers at, like, festivals and shit. Like, you just, they don't know what they're doing. And I think that's the case with your sister. And uh, the, f- the fact that alcohol kind of impairs your memory, too, that's also going to kind of rid her of some of the shame here and of some of like, the waking up being like, wow, I was an asshole, you know, if she doesn't really remember doing that. So I think you've got to have this direct conversation with her and be like, hey, like, I know you're just having fun with this, uh, you know, and I don't think you're trying to be weird here, but you hitting on everybody and, like, going at it, especially people with, like, girlfriends or boyfriends there, you gotta, you got to tone that down. Like, you're making people uncomfortable. Sure. And because uh, I think it's most likely she's just not aware she's doing this. Yeah. Like hit her with a specific example, like mention, hey, do you remember when you were hitting on uh, Gavin? You remember hitting on Gavin? And she might say, no, I don't. <laughs> but also, if she does, you can say you made him really uncomfortable. Like that was not that was not cool at all. And kind of like let her feel the weight of shame wash over her. Uh, I found, you know, I, I got into a number of situations when I was young and drunk that I would never find myself in now because I have the experience. I have the, I got my drunk legs together, but also I've had plenty of embarrassing shit happen because I was too shit housed. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, like, introduce her to her drunk self, essentially, and maybe she will uh, have a little more self-control. Yeah, I think referencing the specific things is a good idea, because that can also jar your memory if this is all just kind of a a haze for her. But uh, I remember my turning point uh, for this for me in high school. I was at this party uh, with this girl I'd gone to a couple dances with, who just clearly, you know, wasn't really into me, so I wasn't going anywhere. And uh, I do like three shots of vodka back to back because I think I have this big tolerance, which I totally didn't. Right. And uh, completely, um, almost entirely blackout for the rest of the night. But uh, made up, woke up to like shitty texts from a couple friends, like, "Dude, you're a fucking asshole last night." Like, apparently, Whoa. I go up to that girl and I like told her I loved her, like uh, just in really obnoxious way in front of all these people. And uh, I'm sure it just made her super embarrassed and was just I'm falling over. I think I threw up. 
and mm. waking up, especially in like the, you know, the the state of fear when you wake up hungover. I was like, oh my god, I don't want to fucking be that person. Like, no. fuck. So I, you know, I went and apologized to her, and I'm not gonna say I never did anything stupid while drunk again because I certainly did. Right. Um, but you had a, I had a sense of that. I knew that, like, oh god, I was being a shitty person. I need to watch out for this. So I think it's about pointing and, like you said, Arthur showing her that shame and letting her hold on to that and be like, oh, fuck, you know, I don't, I don't want to be this. And I think this will kind of fix itself. But you got to address it. you got to bring it to her attention. Absolutely, because she has no fucking clue at this point. No, no. She thinks she's being fucking fun. And I'm sure she's having a blast. Yeah. But, again, I mean, another thing about being drunk is you don't have the best sense of how other people are reacting. Everything is, you know, tinted in uh, booze-colored glasses and... You know, probably don't notice that these other people are uncomfortable if you're too busy stumbling over your own feet. True. <laughs> Great. A nice, a nice mix-up of cotton. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I, I think this will work out. I think your sister will be responsive about it. And, you know, if she's not, put a little distance between you. Tell her you don't want to go out with her. And I think eventually she's going to get the idea. Yeah. Um, but I, I think this will work out. Everybody did stupid shit drinking when they were 18. And oh most God. people, most people get out of that. It's true. Unless hopefully your they sister don't. is, yeah, hopefully your sister is most people. <laughs> All right. Uh, what do we got here next? How you feeling? You wanna, yeah, we ready to move, we ready to fucking get some? We ready to um, fucking move on and fucking uh, get some? I'm ready to fucking get some. My GF26 doesn't want me, M25, to confront business who stole her number to ask her out on a date. So my girlfriend and I went to a shooting range last night for the first time. They took our personal info, phone number, address, credit cards, for records. After leaving, she receives a call around 9.30 p.m. from an unknown number. They then say that they are a worker at the shooting range, and they thought she was cute and wanted to ask her out on a date. Yikes. My girlfriend politely declined, and that was that. I don't have a problem with someone hitting on my girlfriend. But the fact that this guy took it off the business's records for his own personal gain is bothering me. She did not give her number out so that she could receive unsolicited date requests. She doesn't want to do anything about it because she says it's just what women deal with. And if we escalate it, then he knows where we live or he may be fired if we do. I want to confront the business to let them know because this is a big invasion of privacy. He had no right to do that, and I think there should be consequences. Should I confront the business, him directly, let it go? What would you do? Just for more perspective, my girlfriend and I do live together, so the thought of him just showing up is somewhat mitigated. Also, another important note, while we were in the business, not once were we talked to by a male employee. We entered and together never spoke with this guy. I assume that's never spoke with this guy. Yeah. That's a weird kind of typo. Maybe he dictated it. Maybe this was voice text. Excuse me while I kiss this guy. Mm-hmm. Okay. And together never spoke with this guy, and he felt it was acceptable to obtain her number from the records. I mention this only because it's a large factor in what bothers me so much about the situation. TLDR, employees stole my girlfriend's number from the records and asked her on a date, what would you do? And I was posted by Rochamboa. If, okay, the specifics of this change it for me a little bit because 
if uh, you gave your phone number for a rewards card at the grocery store, right, and then they pulled up the phone number from that, I would go in and be like, fuck it, you gotta fucking fire this cashier, it's fucking completely inappropriate. Mm-hmm. But a, a gun range employee makes me a little <laughs> more concerned. It does. Uh, so I, being a big uh, anti-gun soy boy pussy... Would be like, I don't know, babe. Maybe we should just leave it alone. <laughs> I, I'm worried. The gun part is definitely the gun, the unhinged gun rage employee who is going through the records to find this girl and has no sense that that's creepy and thinks <laughs> that's normal. Not a stable a character. Fuck, no, that's that's a fucked up person. Um, but I still lean towards you. You got to respect your girlfriend's wishes on this. I think I may have a caveat to this, but I, I got to flesh this thought out. Um, I've been in this situation where something happens to a girlfriend and I get fired up about it and they're like, no, like calm down. And in retrospect, I realize that I'm making it worse Um, Mm. because while you may be in the right here, this is unjust. This is shitty and she shouldn't have to deal with this. This guy should have some sort of consequences at the same time. Like this is about her. Like this happened to her. It didn't happen to you. And at a certain point, even if, you know, if you think you're being helpful and protective, you kind of pushing your way in there and trying to force her to do something about this when she doesn't want to. And two, she has these anxieties about this person knowing where you live, which I think are pretty justified. Uh, You're making the problem worse. Uh, You're going to make her feel worse. And it's going to strain your relationship. But it's not I, I don't think that's going anywhere good. My caveat to that, though, is. Arthur, kind of, kind of what you said. This dude is this dude is unhinged to some extent. Yeah. And uh, what if you know? What if he does this to somebody else? Like if he's doing shit like this, this is clearly kind of a shitty individual. You want there to be some kinds of consequence. So I guess kind of my question here would be like: Is there a way to convey this information to like the place without implicating you? But then there's worry about that. And again, though, I think you need to have your girlfriend's okay before you do any of this. Yeah, yeah. My my question was, uh, with that in consideration, what would you do? What do you What do you think the, the What do you think the move is? I think uh, you lay low, and if if there's an additional contact, if homeboy slides back up on her texts or calls her, then that's when you have to then you have to escalate because uh, you know you get a call. And you go, oh, oh no, I don't want to date you, you creepy, creepy man. <laughs> uh, and you know, you make it, you make that clear and known. And if it continues, then there has to be, there has to has to be consequences. I think there should be consequences now. I think the dude should lose his job, but uh, the fear of escalation is uh, is real. And your girlfriend doesn't want to do anything about it, so not your place to to do anything about it definitely and I, I that's why i would say don't go off on your own and do this especially you're gonna it's gonna make it so much worse uh yeah but yeah i think you're right there i would tell her that too i'd be like this worries me but i'm not going to you know i I'm, i respect you know your your anxiety here and i'm not gonna go you know we'll, we'll let this go um but if he keeps messaging you or tries to call you or anything like that like please tell me so we can do something about this Yes. Yes, 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 yes. 
Uh, but it it does suck when stuff is on the in between like that. Like you don't you don't want to make it worse, but also like fuck this creepy dude. It's so exactly. frustrating. It's so frustrating. Exactly. I uh, I had that situation at a concert recently uh, with the girl mm. I was dating, and uh, some guys near us talking to her and stuff. I'm like, okay, whatever. She message types something on her phone and holds it up to me, and is like, this dude is being weird. Like he asked for my number and stuff. And I assumed she was doing it like that because she was, like, very nervous and felt threatened. And sure. I'm a pretty fucking protective person, which I need to tone down a little bit sometimes. And so I fucking flipped. And I was like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, get the fuck out of here. I got to gotta leave. And she was like, why, like, why did you cause a scene like that? Like, that was shitty. I wasn't, you know, you didn't no. need to do that. You've made this worse. And I'm like, fuck, you know, but... I thought, you know, I thought you were in a bad situation. Like I'm trying to help you and stuff. And she's like, I, I appreciate that. But like, you're, you're making it worse in that situation. Like this is a thing that happens, you know, and that's what right. it came down to. So I, I ended up thinking about that for a while. Cause it, it does suck when it's like, but that's a thing. Like that's a shitty thing yeah. they did. And God, that shit makes my fucking skin crawl. The ideal that women have to fucking just handle this shit. I hate it. No, it, it does, man. But I, I think that's the deal, is that you can't, I guess, take it the step farther and come and be like, well, I'm going to fix all this shit, because, you know, masculinity will sometimes make you do stupid shit that seems like it's it's very justified. And then it's like, no, you're just kind of adding to this stew of testosterone that is, you know, I'm, I'm sure not fun and anxiety-inducing. So right. I, th- I think it, it's good to be looking out. It's good to check in with her. You know, on if this guy's texting and stuff like this, but you you need to respect what she wants here, because uh, ultimately it's her who has to deal with the anxiety. You know, you're you're a fucking you're a dude. Like it's less it's less scary. So, but it, it does suck. Yeah. Yes, it does. Yeah. Yes, it does. Alternatively, uh, if you donate a hundred dollars to our Patreon, Arthur and I will get some baseball bats and my mus and the gun. We'll bust into the gun store and beat the fuck out of this dude. <laughs> Yeah, we'll go fucking find him for a hundred dollars. That doesn't cover shit, dude. Like, nah, that's if, true. If you're gonna be doing wet work like that, you need to cover your actual expenses, including uh, travel and, and um, baseball bats. Exactly. You and you bail. gotta cover your expenses. Got to, yeah. you know. Yeah. We'll flesh out this spinoff business, Arthur. It's Radio Free Tote Hitmen. Radio Free Gun Toting. <laughs> you're on the you're on the right track, I think. <laughs> we'll workshop it. We'll work. You're in the neighborhood. Yeah. Donate a million dollars for a Patreon and we'll punch your bully in the face with brass knuckles. Yeah, knuckle dusters. Alright, good shit. And also a great merch item coming up. It says RFTB on each of the knuckles. So when you do pop somebody in the face, everybody who sees their mangled corpse uh will know to listen to our podcast. Yeah. Alright. Straight up. There you go. It's Christmas season. Uh, you know, start start buying them. I love it. All right. Whew. All right. No more business ideas for me, Arthur. I promise. Okay. Okay. Ready for you? Ready for this? Uh, this next little bit of business here. I I am ready for this next bit of business. Uh, okay. I lost my virginity last night, and now I want to fuck everyone. <laughs> well, there you have it, folks. I finally lost my V card at 21 years old. I gave it to a random Tinder guy I matched with a few days ago. It was amazing. I've been masturbating and using toys since I was 13, so it didn't hurt at all. A few awkward moments here and there, but I loved every bit of it. I want to do it again and again 
And again, I originally thought I wanted a friend with benefits, but now I'm thinking I want to try it with as many people as possible. <laughs> Is it weird to feel this way? I know I'll be safe and use condoms. I'm on birth control, so uh, now I'll be fine. But is it odd that I've become oddly obsessed with having sex with everyone overnight? Has anyone else felt this? And that was posted by uh, bracket deleted bracket, which I I don't know if that the if the account was deleted or not. But that's a pretty cool name that you managed to score. That's that's weird that the uh, it's weird that the question's still there, but the account's deleted. It's unclear though. Yeah. All right. We'll call it anonymous. Yeah. This is this is pretty normal. Um, I think everybody, you know, you go through a lot of puberty being like, oh boy, like sex, like oh, fucking stewing over it. And then you actually have it. And uh, I think for a lot of people, it lives up to expectations, perhaps a little bit too much. And it starts kind of, it starts kind of taking over. You're thinking about it all the goddamn time. Um, yeah. And, you know, I, I, I think that's, I think that's all right. And I think that's pretty standard for people. You know, if you're taking the considerations, being safe, using condoms, you know, thinking about all that stuff, uh, you know, I don't. I don't think this is a big deal. I'd maybe, maybe tone it down a little bit. Try not to engage so much with you know losing sleep over fucking. Um, right. But uh, uh, yeah, other people have felt this. This is not. This is not unusual. No, this is. It's totally not unusual to, to want to fuck everyone. everyone. <laughs> there we go. Arthur, what was your first time like? Did you have this experience? Um. Yes. Yes, I did. So first time was with uh, I was thirteen year old boy, and there was this other thirteen year old boy. Thirteen? Yeah, I was thirteen. Damn, dude. Yeah, I was a youngin, and uh, it was. <laughs> I guess I'm fucking. I'll tell the story. So it was. Uh, it was a very uh, dark and stormy night in high summer. So it was like warm out, but raining. And I said to him, uh, "Hey, uh, I got an idea. Why don't we get naked and?" Just like do a lap around the house outside in the storm. It sounds like like really fun to me. And he goes, okay, okay, okay. You go first, and I did. And then he goes and he does a lap around the house. And then we're inside, and I've got towels for us, and we're like all wrapped up in towels or whatever. I'm like, here's an idea. What if we go together? <laughs> <laughs> we did. Just say it. Just say it in that voice too. Yeah, I was I was aware of the hormone monster. <laughs> um, so we do that. And then, uh, so we do a couple laps around the house and we back inside and we're on, we're on couches on opposite sides of the living room, all wrapped up in towels. And I just look over him and go, can I fuck your dick? Can I do that? Damn. And he goes, yeah. (laughs) So we did that. And then, um, then it was like a whole fucking new world opened up to me. I was like, oh my God, oh my God, I know how to do this. Like. You just got to be in a situation where you think shit's going to go down and then just ask for it. And then I got laid kind of a lot for for a, for a very young man. Dude, you keep bringing up fucking young Arthur seemed to have confidence out the fucking dick. Yeah, I don't know, that's dude. Bold, that's bold as fuck. Totally unearned. <laughs> but I guess in context of this person's question, though, because this might be their worry to some extent, do you, do you regret any of that? Do you think you overdid it? Or was it just it just, just kind of great? Hmm. Do I regret any of it? I don't think I do. Yeah. Let's see. 
let's try it let's put an age marker on it so by the time i was oh let's do let's do 21 because that's how old you were you were question asker when you lost yours uh i had one two three four five seven i had seven partners by the time i was 21 and that oh my god i just got fucking lost and I don't, uh, I don't regret a single one of them. I feel like all of that was, uh, I don't know about healthy. Thirteen is probably not like healthy. And no, and that, and that was my thought too. But I think just the general sense of you know experimenting, having a lot of partners, hooking up with people, uh, that 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 was all right. Because I think that's kind of the deal. Like as long as you're taking these safety precautions, you know, and you're not engaging with sketchier dangerous situations yeah you know what i mean like don't, don't be having sex with shitty people um i think that's kind of a different issue than this i i, I don't think this this is a big deal and again i, th- I think it's pretty normal yeah you're, you're saying 13 is too young i i lasted at 15 and i i mm-hmm. thought that was too in retrospect um because I, I had the weird situation. I was not masturbating since I was 13. I had masturbated once before I lost my virginity. Interesting. I know. I was, I was 15. I don't know what it was. I think probably the Catholicism I was on back then. I Ooh, uh, yeah, I'll do just it. had this very negative, like, negative thoughts about sex and all that. It just skeeved me out. I was like, this is fucked up. I did it the one time, and I was like, I did not like that. And and then I didn't. So I start I start dating this girl. I have everything from my first kiss to losing my virginity in about six months with this girl when I'm fifteen, and uh, it was good, but it was it was too good. It was too much emotional energy for me to ha- handle because after that point in that relationship, I became like obsessive. Like I, I was just feeling too many things. I know I was putting upon this girl too much. You know, mm-hmm. just like the texting constantly and just being incredibly clingy. Because all of a sudden, all of that puberty sex energy is coming out at once, tied into your first relationship. And uh, it it was a fucking lot. Here's a a bit of practical advice that I could use. How'd you get over that? Because uh, I'm a a spider monkey of late, and it's not helpful, and it's not good, and it's not healthy. How'd you you handle your shit? I don't. I don't think that came out of there. I, I don't think I've had a good handle on not being clingy until probably the you know the past several years. It took a couple of relationships and then hitting that realization, as we talked about last episode, of like, I need to be cool with being alone, you know, because when I'm in these, all of a sudden that's my everything, and I'm always thinking about them, and I fucking ha- have to have the constant validation and all that, or I have mm-hmm. you know all this anxiety over it. So I ended that other long relationship and just had this moment of, don't fucking date anybody. Don't go looking for another kind of Band-Aid to put on this. Just chill for a while. Like, figure out what you want and be cool with being by yourself. Because, you know, you you can't go in a relationship without having that. At least not yeah. in, a, in a healthy, ideal sense, I don't think. Um, but, uh, yeah, that was all self-confidence kind of building stuff. I don't know. Going to the gym, getting therapy, yeah. that sort yeah. of stuff. There's there's a lot of different things. I really don't know what it is, man. I got cool being single for, like, a while. Like, I was fine. And now, I, I don't know. I'm back to spider, back to spider monkey square one. 
Uh, I think that can go on waves, man. And having anxiety or depression from other areas can definitely just kind of bring that stuff back up, and then they just compound. Um, yeah. To re- to return to this topic, which we sure. which we changed it from a little bit, um, in the sense of if it's you know all right or if there's anything wrong with kind of hooking up with people, I I, I say no. I mean, I, I did that after that first relationship, and uh, you know I don't I, I don't think I, I regret any of that either. It was kind of. You know, that's good. And it, it was with, you know, partners who, not always dating them, but it, as long as you're both on the same page, you're not kind of trying to trick people, like, like thinking, sure. making them think that you have feelings for them and stuff. As long as you go about this, like, in a consensual and healthy way, both mentally and, you know, in terms of using protection, um, you know, I think this is all right. Uh, but until this interferes with other things, like if you are literally obsessing with this and, and this is causing you, you know, stress to some extent, or you're going out of your way to like, you just got to have sex with somebody. That's, that's when this becomes more of like an addictive, not great behavior. Uh, sure. So I just, I just keep an eye out for that. But I, you're 21 too. I, I think you'll have a better handle on it than fucking Arthur. I did when we were younger. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No siren break. How many fucking people are dying on this block tonight, Arthur? I don't know. I, I have to, What is going like, on? I have to piss so incredibly bad, though, so it's kind of good timing. I'll be right back. All right. right. We'll be right back. And we're back. And uh, we're back with belts? Dot, 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 question mark, 29F. I have this weird thing involving belts. I love the sound of a man unbuckling his belt right before we do the deed. I get so turned on by the sound of the belt making a slight clink sound that I literally go insane. Does anyone else experience this? Is this a kink or no? And I was posted by, I'm not that creative. Eight. It's very interesting. Uh, I have I have a bit of a belt thing. You feel this? Like the, the taking yeah. the belt off? Of course, I'm experiencing it from the male perspective. Um, oh, your own belt. Yeah, my own belt. So, like, you know, I get up to a little, little bit of, little bit of BDSM, right? Right on. Tying people up and shit, and uh, I like to use my belt as a flog, right? Like, for for spanking, sure, right? You follow? I feel it. I feel it. And I I find it really hot to like wear said belt after it was involved in that. Uh I I feel that that I think I think that's super hot to like an instrument of war <laughs> <laughs> that I am that I am prominently displaying above my crotch, you know? I, I feel that. I, this seems more this seems just more contextual. Like just the taking sure. off of the belt, the sounds that it makes. I think you should fuck a belt. 29F. I think that's what you should do. You find yourself the handsomest belt you can, and you just go to town. And you can you find can yourself all night. Find yourself a four strength, four stam leather belt. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. <laughs> go find that. Uh, but but is this a kink? I, like I don't know. I think this this isn't really. I don't know if this is something you're like basing your sexual experience around. This seems like more uh, of kind of like a, a you know a, a bow on top, the fucking cherry on top of things. It's just a nice thing that you like. Um, yeah. 
But I mean, I don't know. Maybe you know, you you get your man uh, a fucking belt that makes extra noise or something like that. Like that eh, could be a thing. And maybe I'm being I'm being serious. Like maybe sure, that could sure. fall under the category of kind of uh, like clothing fetishes, if it that just, makes sense. Like lingerie, so, that sort of thing. Like, like it's something you can wear that adds to it. Uh, yeah, that, that's what I'm thinking. To me, it sounds like something peripheral. You know, what I mean, it's, it's that's not, that's the word I was looking for. Like. Like a kink feels more uh, fully inclusive and uh, centric. Cent- yes, a much more centric thing. The, this is this is something about sex that you find hot. Yeah. So and and good on you for like. I think it's very important to identify the things around sex that turn you on, so that you can like amplify those. No, definitely. That's why my my suggestion was was honestly sincere. There is is that something you know you could do, and uh, as you said, it's it's more peripheral, but it's something that does add to the experience, and it also, uh, you know, you're, you're knowing what you're into, and that's good. And maybe that you know this is connected to something else. Maybe you're into leather. Maybe you're into uh, I don't know something clothing adjacent like that. Um, but I, yeah, I don't I don't know if I would call it a kink. I think is what we're coming down to. But by all, you know, by all means, look into it. Here we go. Here's somebody with a name that bespeaks deep wisdom on the topic. <laughs> Triad Family Times. All right. That's that sounds like an old school poly daddy, right? Uh, definitely. Says this is what you'd call a sense association. Basically, sense associations are when some sense is tripped. And it comes with a thought related to whatever. You might have an association with your partner's smell. Common sounds associated with sex, with textures. The feel of nylon mesh panties gets me hard as hell. I love the texture. It feels like sex to me. People pay less attention to associations that are not visual. Everyone thinks about seeing their partner and being turned on. Fewer people think about smelling your partner and being turned on. Much fewer than experience it. This is just sound association or another version of it. Very common. I hadn't thought of it at that angle, and I, you know that's a thing. That's a thing with a lot of other things in life, like music being yeah. associated with thing, or like the smell of an old house or something like that. <laughs> Not to compare your fucking you know partner to an old house, but uh, yeah, yeah. But would you call that a kink though? I, I think it's I think not I'm really a kink. No, it's no. not really a kink. No, no, you're you're uh, you're safe there. But yeah. uh, I don't know. If the belt, if the belt specifically becomes like a central feature of your sexuality, explore that further. See if maybe it's leather. See if maybe it's you know any millions of things. For sure. If you want to explore this further specifically, here's what you do: you tell your man to dress up like Tommy Wiseau. Arthur, you know who that is? Creator of the room. Creator of the room. I am familiar. Tom- Tommy Wiseau walks around wearing like five belts at once. Like it's become his thing. Interesting. So, I got five clinks are better than one, dude. Just have him put on like a whole fucking bunch of belts, and he'll look. <laughs> I don't know if radish shit is the right word, but it's it's certainly a look. <laughs> and then you can have him quote the room toward you know to you as well. Maybe this is just like the the very outskirts of a uh, of a room fetish. He might say, "I did hit her with a belt." <laughs> there we go. Yeah, and that's a, there's a great community for that online of uh, you know people are turned on by by the room. Wonderful. 
I hope that's not true. I hope that's not true too. <laughs> well, hey, should we should we make a note here about us being uh, gone for the holidays for a little bit? Yeah. Uh, so this one's a court recorded ahead of time uh, outside of our normal recording schedule uh, because I'm going to be starting uh, what are known as night pickups, which means I'm going to start working in the morning. And then I'll get a little break in the afternoon, and then I got to go pick up flowers from a bunch of florists at night. Ooh. So, yeah, so the recording schedule's getting all fucked up. Uh, we're probably going to drop this the week of, let's see, you're probably hearing this on the 20th. Uh, we're taking the week of Christmas off, and we're sorry about that. But, uh, you know, we figure you, you'll be fine. You'll be with your family. It's no big deal. Yeah, dude. What's you know what's better than a podcast is your uh, your shitty uncle's drunken ramblings. <laughs> I haven't even got a girlfriend yet. Why are you always hanging out with the girl? <laughs> Bingo. What, you gay? Bingo. Uh, but we hope you when you're hearing this, we hope you have a good Christmas or whatever holiday you do celebrate. We're getting towards the end of this first year of doing this, and it's been fucking great having you listening to us. That makes yeah. us happy. Maybe we'll do a fucking Christmas special. Maybe I'll make a bunch of stupid Christmas jokes in there, or maybe a New Year's thing, or maybe we won't. But regardless, uh, it'll be great to see you next year. I was thinking about the possibility of, so say something happens, and I am a, we are able to fit in a recording, uh, then it'll be the RFTB Christmas miracle. Oh, there we go, dude. I like that idea. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to dress up like the baby Jesus. <laughs> I'll dress up like Billy Bob Thornton from Bad Santa. There we go. So you're going to be in a Santa costume, I'm just going to be naked in my office chair recording. Maybe put some frankincense and myrrh on my face. Ooh, Smear Pod it Daddy. All over. Tell me go. about it, Pod Daddy. Pod, Pod Daddy. All right, you got any other right. thoughts or anything for the uh, listeners before they go off to uh, eat their stockings or whatever these people do? Well, I just want to let everybody know that our intro song is the song Hanging On by the band Knower, and you can find their music at knowermusic.bandcamp.com. And our outro music is the song Stephanie by The Hayfellows. You can find it at Instagram.com slash The Hayfellows or on Spotify. Search The Hayfellows, The, Space, Hey, Space, Fellows. Hey, Space Fellows. I love this show. I love you, Donovan, for doing this with me. Oh. And I, I love the listeners. I, 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 I live for you. <laughs> and I can't wait to see you again next week. Thanks. Bye. Or, or possibly next year, like the stupid joke people say uh, after New Year's. I want to put that in there. One, two, three, go!